0: Hello, welcome to episode 28 of Dream, Signs, and the Times. Today I want to talk about the uh, elements of the tarot. And I remember when I first started reading tarot, it was kind of weird because I was doing Akashic readings and uh, other types of readings, like mediumship readings, but something about tarot was wigging me out. I used oracle cards for a long time. And um, they seemed kind of safer, and I'm not sure exactly why tarot um, seemed difficult. I think because there are so many cards, but there's a depth to them that is beyond the um, interpretation of each card. And one of the things I wanted to look at today was the elemental part of it. Um, not elemental like the fairy realm, but elements. Uh, like fire, air, earth, and water, and those are also the elements of the zodiac. I'm a fire sign, uh, Sagittarius, and Leo and Aries are the other fire signs. And Pete, you guys probably know some of this, but if you don't, then this can be a, a way of of you know getting a little bit of an um, opening into that particular realm. And um Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini are air signs as far as the zodiac goes. And the earth signs are Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. And the water signs are Cancer. Um, Cancer. The next one, yes, Scorpio. And uh, these are not in any particular order. And Pisces. So we have those as... um elements in the zodiac and when they come up in a tarot reading that, uh, when a card an element card associated with the elements comes up in a tarot reading, I definitely look at the person's sun sign or, um, rising if possible, if they know that and moon sign and, uh, Venus and other things, uh, if it pops up and people associated with the person. So the, the, in the tarot, um, the Fire is the wands cards and um, the water cards are the cups. The pentacles or coins cards are earth cards and the um, uh, air cards are swords. So, in in my decks. So, uh, when that comes up, it, it has an effect on the meaning of the card so and I do mostly the Celtic cross as as my pull for and then I check through the deck as the person's talking everybody has a different way of approaching tarot cards um but as we're looking at that the elemental part of it has a big effect on the overall uh interpretation of what's happening in the person's life in my experience um so if a fire card comes up, there's uh, usually something about initiating uh, energy or uh, beginnings or um, trying to get passions to align, you know, the things that fire people up. All those associations are important to consider with that particular element. Water cards are a lot of times, um, you can tell by just the the pictures on the different cards that they are related to emotions And um, general flow of things, uh, all kinds of things associated with that particular element. And then air cards are cerebral or spiritual a lot of the time. Um, A lot of times there's a a compensatory need for grounding if there's too much of an uh, air card or if it's in in a reversal, upside down or whatever and um and earth signs um uh, earth cards when they come up it's uh, a lot about grounding but uh, also sometimes being um can be stuck when it's in the negative but also earthly endeavors and so you have the swords cards which are the air cards which are very cerebral um which are kind of balanced by the earth earth cards and so are the air cards though they're balanced by the earth cards um, they all have interplay too. That's a, a beautiful thing that's kind of leading to this is how the interplay of the elements are. Um, when you see earth and water together, there's can be the association of a river or a spring or some kind of um, flow within the rock of the water element. And air and fire, uh, being a fire sign... Uh, in, from every friggin' angle there is almost um, that you can um, the air and fire cards work together just just a lot like how uh, the elements of air and fire work uh, a lot of times air feeds the fire or can cause it to um, go out of balance because there's too much of the air or blow out the candle so to speak. And so the interplay of the cards in in the pull that you're doing in, uh, for a client or for yourself um, can be a, a a big part of interpreting what's what's going on. And to me, it's it it's, it gives a good picture of the overall um, atmosphere, uh, almost like weather patterns of a person's life, which you know can be emotional or the uh, flow of the Tao depending on how you look at it so um, and then what's the other one uh, water earth air fire so the interplay of those things a, a, a kind of a way to keep a track of that is how they interplay um, on on our planet because it it plays into that whole metaphorical existence that we have we are, I boy, I've been struggling with the origins myths um, so much, not in a bad way, but they've just been coming up as like, okay, what are we? Obviously, that's the big question that everybody's asking from every angle possible that kind of gives a shit about existential or existence in general, um, and so the mythology grabs at it from the mer- metaphorical point of view and uh this earth element is the the one that keeps me thinking a lot because it it is the i mean i think of it as being associated with the lower chakras and it's kind of like how the essence which is more the air signs and the the cerebral and the um spiritual interplay with our existence like our body is considered earth but there's a lot of there's a huge water element i guess it could be considered considered everything now that i'm thinking about it um fire is our life force essence or chi the the water is the water that flows and and the connectivity throughout all the systems in the body and the organs and the cells and um the air is our oxygen the breath um all the elements, we are a walking um, conglomeration of these elements. And in that way, we're fascinating. It's um, the interplay between all these things. We. This is what we are. And um, but the – oh, I've had dreams. Okay, I'm kind of riffing today. I knew I was going to do this, but uh, I've had dreams where the elements were – Um being shown to me as being existent, but in a different way on the other side, so to speak, like like when we're either pre-birth or post-death, however you want to look at it, in the reincarnation cycle, if you believe in that kind of thing, there's um, a sense of water that transfers as we're born from the uh, other-sideness or the soul realm into existence. And I'm sure there's mythology that describes some of that. But in this particular dream that I had, I was floating around in this what I would call plasma, which to me is kind of a mixture of water and air. And I guess you could throw fire in there too. And um, the, that that plasma has come up in dreams and visions for me a lot. And it's part of what connects us to the other side. It's part of the dream world itself. But I don't think we're really aware of what that elemental configuration is. It's uh dreams, especially are not 100%, let's say, um, almost visual, you know, it we, we have this paradigm where we view dreams as no pun intended as being like watching a movie but the the thing that's interesting about that is that um we are a lot of times participating in that and have some of our earthly elements at play but we don't have sort of the physical consequences of uh f- of physics the the um i can't let's just say consequences of being in physics in the dream realm in the same way so all of that begs consideration when we figure out what we're doing here so if you go to the creation myth um of genesis and see and then i'm i'm thinking about the chinese creation myth uh where you go from the the primordial um, oneness to the Tai ji which is the splitting into the duality, there's a splitting into the duality of, uh, there's a lot of duality in the Genesis myth with the Adam and Eve part of it. And um, so there's interconnectedness with all of that and the emergence from the chaos. And um, the elements that are at play with that um, emergence from the chaos uh is almost as if the existence in on this planet had to coalesce from this chaos which likely came from another this other side the other dimension the soul realm it's that twist of fate where um the other side becomes limited in a certain way uh, that at at that juncture, that I believe that the creation sort of happened, and it's really hard to put this into words. But so um, that really went far out into uh, some stuff with the elements that, and if we're pulling it back to tarot and keeping all of that stuff in mind, um, the when you're interpreting a reading and uh, understanding that the context of our existence within the context of the reading. It's really, really interesting because a lot of it is this dance with existence that, and how that flow is, um, how the person is sort of riding that wave. And uh, I read tarot big. I don't read it as like, well, that's that card and it means this all the time. Uh, For a while, I would look at the card and almost skip over the metaphor part of it and just see what psychically came as the vision based on the deck. I trust this, uh, Ciro or Ciro Marchetti deck, uh, very much because, um, I don't know. I feel like the, it relates to how I see things. There's a lot of color and the color is going to open my synesthesia and allow for a lot of the, the flow to come to for a a reading and the psychic elements to come through in that regard so um, when I look at a card uh, a lot of times there's a a vision that occurs because the metaphorical aspect of the card it's got a little scene on it and um, there's one card that's got a scene where it's a a kid and she's like got her head in her hands and she's laying on the grass and it looks like she's having a good time and there are kites flying in the background and two other kids and so there's a feeling of well-being and um, youthfulness and childhood vigor and <clears throat> childhood pursuits and sense of wonder and uh, abandon, sort of, but but not unfocused abandon um, in in that particular card. So I, that the metaphor of the card has caught that particular flavor, and that's pretty easy to to read. Um, I don't have kids, so I have to keep in mind that, that the cards that come up for me to read are based on uh, – the way I trust the deck is that it comes so that uh, – it, it it's almost like it knows that I'm reading it, so I don't have a direct correlation with that particular um, – the childhood thing but I have my own childhood that I can go go on and the person in front of me may have uh that particular thing but it's it's wanting me to see it through my lens but understand that the empathy of that there's another person in front of me and so all of that has to be taken into account when reading this kind of thing and how the cards come up in certain positions especially with elements can be very 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 interesting um the goal card at the top of the the cross part of the celtic cross um, uh, configuration is is interesting because a lot of times I will get fire cards in that position for people, and that is when you 're with your goal is if it 's a fire card and it 's in the reversals a lot sometimes it 's like people are having trouble um, starting things or uh, they may start something, which is kind of the fire card way of doing things <clears throat> and not follow up, which is more of a, kind of an earthly, um, uh, you know, that, that reliability, uh, aspect. And so, and there's all the mutable and non-mutable and, um, I don't know, uh, some of, I, I get that on a lot of levels, but, uh, the, the nature of the elements, uh, are pretty easy to discern, you know, uh, we know what fire does, fire causes change, it causes combustion, it lights, uh, if you use some of the metaphors of, and this applies to dreams too, when you're interpreting a dream, it, it, you light a fire under something, and you you uh, have fire in your belly to do something, you know, all of that stuff um, has um, elemental uh, associations, so we we need to take a lot of that into consideration and water with the flow say i get um a a water card in the um that position in the goal position a lot of times it has to do with somebody having an emotional um, maybe attachment to the goal that will either impede the goal or help the help the help the goal come to fruition but um and something maybe stopping the flow air cards in the in the goal position um a lot of times have to do with uh well kind of getting the spiritual activating the spiritual help in in getting the goal. It's so weird. I'm so math oriented as a person and really realistic, I know it doesn 't sound like a lot of the time but i'm i'm very much about being alive on this planet right now, even though i'm i 'm out in space mentally uh and spiritually a lot of the time i 'm still pretty grounded as a person, and so um I used to think if I did A plus B equals C and um, the earthly consequences would would happen. If I just put in the work this way and made this plan, then then it would come to fruition. And I worked myself to the point of exhaustion a lot. And there was always that part missing, which was the spiritual aspect of things. And as soon as I started using uh, mantras that activated the what I call kind of the angelic essence or the angelic energy then my goals started to happen much faster and in ways that I couldn't predict how I would get there that way. I was so married to the plan that I had trouble um, adjusting or opening myself up to like there might be a different route it's it's just like if you're driving along the highway and you have to take a detour and you didn't plan for that detour most uh, uh when it comes to people's goals a lot of times they get derailed at that point and think well this is the universe telling me to stop um and I mean there are times when you get a warning like that but you it's not always like that that sometimes that's a test of whether you can trust the higher powers or the the dow or however you want to look at it um and be able to adjust to the course, and then sometimes something better comes along that you could not conceive of before. And a lot of this has to do with oddly um, this materialism that we are we're brought up with, is that the acquisition of those things and um, is is very uh, cerebral in a lot of ways. And so we think, oh, I, I it's transactional. We we pay six dollars for that thing, and we grab it, and we have it. And But the coming up with the $6 is where it's interesting uh, and we – I don't think we're trained enough as um, people growing up in this particular – on this particular planet right now to realize that there are forces that we can um, marshal, for lack of a better word, to uh, help us from the other side that will guide that situation. And it's not like we have to be conscious of every part of it. So um anyway that's that's the what the air card can mean in the goal position a lot of times in from the elemental point of view um <clears throat> the earth sign um when you get the coins in that position could be money related could be self-esteem related any kind of worth uh self-worth or value can be part of what's going on there and then uh just grounding and 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 realizing, okay, yes, there are some practical things that maybe need to take precedence at that point. And <clears throat> the other position in that particular uh, deck that I want to run through the en- elemental part is the subconscious. So the subconscious mind or the the dreaming mind um, or kind of the, the spiritual gate is a lot of that, uh, the subconscious position in the guard, in the, uh, in the, the Celtic cross pull. And so, when there's a, a fire element, if it's in the reversal, it could mean that a person is having trouble getting motivated, and that the 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 subconscious mind or the um, elements of the dreaming and that's access to guides and all these things. There may be either a block in some way of, of their getting the uh, information through or, or a block to the flow of that fire, of that um, want to do things, of that ability to follow up and pursue and get excited about things. And then the if you have the um, water card in that position, could be uh, emotions that need to be addressed consciously that aren't being addressed, or um, how to allow for those to come out a little at a time, or paying attention to the dream world in some way, and uh, which is kind of a, like I said, it it's got that dream world plasma vibe um, that I mean the the earth element is represented uh metaphor or not metaphoric well yeah metaphorically but it's represented by you know uh, a lot of the the earthly elements when you have a dream say you're like having a dream that you're climbing a mountain or something um that's that's the earthly element but the other three are very um uh present and combined in that state in in, in that plasma state which is the air, uh water and fire. I believe somewhat that all of that stuff is one thing on the other side and that when we we're born into this world, it's it's all separated out. And that's why we have separate senses for things and it's um, why synesthesia and uh, altered states are so important in the fact that they are combining senses and... Um, I think that's what happens a lot when people take hallucinogens is that uh, the sensory thing combines and harmonizes in in such a way that, again, synesthesia is uh, harmonization. But (laughs) the thing is, when I talk about it that I have it, I'm not bragging about it because it's really hard in some ways because – you have these coupled uh senses like minor big mine the two that jump out right now that are combined really hardcore for me are the sight and the hearing and um they 're like sometimes it 's hard like you get an emotional impact from that that 's just really hard to navigate sometimes, but the cool part is that when it 's harmonizing and all those senses are working together it 's a beautiful feeling and it allows for art to come out that 's um, very uh directly tied into the subconscious mind so um anyway uh I know I'm all over the place and I don't care because this is what today's about we're kind of riffing on I started out with the tarot idea and um I needed to get all these other things uh coming together and uh I really like the way it's going it's probably uh crazy to listen to but I don't I, I don't know I care but uh at the same time this is where I'm at um and so the earth elements would probably be something about grounding if it were in the subconscious uh, uh, area. And then air, uh, you know, air is part of the spiritual, addressing the spiritual, but trusting the subconscious mind, trusting the Tao, trusting all these things. Anyway, it's my take on it is not the be-all, end-all. I am literally just throwing ideas out there uh, and figuratively. To um, spark thought. This is not to say that these are concrete rules. It's anything but that. Because um, interpretation of this stuff. One thing that annoys me about tarot books is that stuff is so uh, rule-oriented. This card means this. And I think a person should read through that and go, okay, that's how they came up with it. The Rider-Waite people... um, you know, that's what they were, and, and that's a, the Rider weight deck is an amalgamation of different decks, of uh, different ideas of this kind of thing, uh, metaphor and the elements and all that, that that, that came together over the years, um, and so, you know, it has its thing. I have a weird aversion to that deck, by the way. I don't, um, I have a lot of associative things that I, I some of it's from past life, Um encounters with certain things that that show up and like the Rider Waite deck encompasses some of that. I don't have any fear of it from childhood because I don't remember running across it as a kid, but I know that there's some kind of aversion to that particular thing. The development of it into some of the newer decks is what appeals to me. It doesn't mean that it's bad because they're all kind of related to that um, and certain mythological uh, and paganistic ideas you know the element elemental aspect of this is very uh, much a pagan um ex, you know understanding of the, of the world but i think it, this also drives me to another point is that i think it's very important to read up on all the mythologies that are out there or as many as you can get your hands on i mean i hate that there's that pressure to know everything because i've been you know reading in different arenas uh anything from the Asian cultures to the to um, you know Christianity, um, paganism, Wiccan all all of those those uh, angles of of things because they all have something uh, amazing to say about it. But and then people are more attracted to one thing or another. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I find myself very wanting to understand the uh, metaphors of the Bible lately because of the fact that. The literal part of it to me is a shit show. I mean, the idea that people are, have turned it into dogma is terrible. But uh, again, I've said this before: how the way that the metaphors relate to dream interpretation and symbolism from any Carl Jung and and other sources there when you when it's looked at through that the that lens, there's a lot of code there. There's a lot of um, mystery underneath all of that. And some of the greatest mysteries are hidden inside of in plain sight, inside of these dogmatic things. And um, it's almost like a test to see if, if a person can get over the dogma and the, you know, the difficulties of a particular mindset and go, oh, wait, <laughs> there is something there. But it's it's not one of these things that's all binding and all, um, you know, for for all eternity. Uh, Dante was a big part of that whole deal. And I looked up the word Eden yesterday for Garden of Eden because there was something saying, hey, um, uh, I need to understand what that meant a little bit more. And because I was like, what is that word? And it uh, what I got when I looked it up was that it's Hebrew for place of pleasure. And I'm like... Okay. Um Las Vegas, you know, I I we have different ideas of what that means, but um it isn't this sterile kind of you know, um pristine thing to me when it's put in those terms. And so I'm trying to understand how, you know, the Chinese culture saw that uh pre um pre human or pre consciousness time period and then how it relates to the biblical part of things and i 'm not quite there yet you know in terms of understanding it, but there the the creation myths are are super important I believe in understanding um also the layers of the mind and why we 're here, and um they running all that through the elemental aspect of things too is is very important because um I, it helps us understand it in this vocabulary of being on earth, but there you know there is also an implication of what it's like on the other side and um what what's been sort of hidden from us and uh Another thing that I've discovered through all this stuff is that it has to be taken in bits where your mind can handle it. Some of this stuff is so out there and and if a person isn't in a state of balance, I have to be careful when I pursue these thought processes. It's not like... Earth is the safest place to be, but this sense of balance of, okay, yes, I'm on Earth, on Earth right now. Yes, I have a, a, a vast dream world that everybody has. I also have this uh, mind apparatus that's a, a huge thing. And there's a balance, everybody does, and there's a balance with all of that. And sometimes if I go too far into explorational mode, um, I get a little bit, my physical body um, Can't always take all of that at once. So uh, there's a, you know, I'm constantly balancing my relationship with the Tao to accommodate these particular, um, you know, let's say. Discoveries or whatever, and they seem to go best when I just allow for them and let my guides or higher powers or uh, i i 'm so sick of trying to put a name on it, but that light body flow uh, when they drop them in it 's like that stuff knows when it 's time and when when a person can handle it, and then there are times when i 've had to push it because. Um, you know, there were something demand, there was something demanding my attention that said, you need to expand a little more than just by the, you know, comfortable means. And I've, I, you know, I paid a little bit of a price for that, but, um, it's like any initiation process, you're changing by accommodating this new energy and this new wisdom and this new thought process and adding it to your thinking process there sometimes there's a physical reaction of shit i got to wrap my mind around this and i've had migraines that happen because of it and other things but i got through it but again it's like the safest easiest way is just allow for it have the higher powers drop in the pieces of energy or pieces pieces of energy that's what it sounds like feels like um and then um pieces of information or however you want to call it and and allowing for that to integrate itself with the current thinking process. Thank you for your uh attention and um whatever is going on with this stuff. Uh I really appreciate people listening and um I'm doing some writing again I've talked about that but figuring out exactly um what is the best way to describe this stuff on paper is not as easy as it looks but I'm working on it, and uh, you guys rock. And I, uh, don't let anybody talk you out of your power, even this podcast. Because my whole goal is for you to be totally within your power. So if I say anything that doesn't work for you, that's cool. It's all right with me. Just throw it away. It may evolve into something else. But don't let anybody talk you out of your power. That shit is yours. Have a great week.